Thank you for tuning into the Model Connection Podcast. I am your host, Eric Errol. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media and everywhere you get your podcast. Links are in the description. With us today is a very special guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Model Connection. My name is Tim Temple. I'm sitting in for Eric, and it's my pleasure to welcome as co-host for this particular episode, this is Brooke right over here. Hi there. I'm Brooke. Nice to see you again. Model Connection, for those of you who don't know, is it, it's this great combination of a show because we bring in models, we bring in photographers, we bring in hair and makeup, we bring in all these great aspects of what creates the universe that is the art of creating models and photography and videography surrounding them. So on that note, we're going to welcome two Jennifers, which are right over here, uh, one in white, one in red. like I'm doing, it occurred to me like a wrestling or boxing match. Uh, in the white, Jennifer Copeland, ladies and gentlemen, uh, opposite the red, Jennifer Hall. And I'm really happy that you guys are here, not only because it's going to be a, a great show, because it, you guys come from two varying worlds of, of, of modeling and thinking, and uh, you actually bring a third, really, uh, to the program. Well, in fact, a little bit of a background. Um, I'm a, a natural light shooter based in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I think, Brooke, it's fair to say you're in Nashville. Yep, I'm from Nashville. I am a new model. I started in May, so I am still learning. A rising model. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair to say. <laughs> yep, you're you're getting traction. You're getting noticed uh, uh, for sure. And I guess we'll go around the table. So, uh, Jennifer. Yes, I'm from Birmingham. Um, I have been doing this for about eight years. I'm published um, in several magazines. I've done work for Fox and ABC. Um, Instagram has really shot off business. That's um, how I get most of my networking done, and my jobs always come through there. So, it's been fun. And Jennifer Hall. Hi. Um, I am a model out of Knoxville. I do a lot of different types of modeling. It can be anywhere from cosplay to something that's dark and foreboding or fashion-wise. I model my agency is actually Gage out of Knoxville. And um, I always enjoy doing lots of different stuff, different experiences. It's all about it. I think that's a great topic to, to open with because as a as a creator uh, myself as an artist I, I I love different um as a, as an inspiration and also I think it's kind of a, of a goal for shooting and I know from speaking with you off camera that you, you feel the way but I want to open this up to the table do you guys prefer uh, to do something that's different or do you guys enjoy more of you you have a niche that you know you you know you shine in and that's the preferred place where you just like to play so I uh, whenever I got started doing this I did not start purposely I did it for a friend um, she was getting photography bedore work off the ground and she just asked me to shoot for her so that kind of you know launched this this whole this this whole ordeal that I've had going on and she said you know you should really you should really expand this you're really good at it um so, but I've never, you know, we talk about all the time how there's Instagram models, there's runway models, there's print models, there's there's so many different types of models, um, and branding, you know, branding is such a big thing, um, branding models. But I've never wanted to. Runway's never interested in me, but I do a lot of branding, I do a lot of work for photographers, um, just for their advertising purposes, and um, 
I, I just, I never wanted to narrow down to one single thing. I don't have, if you look at my page, you'll see so many different kinds of shoots. We, we shoot everywhere. We shoot at the beach. We shoot on the ranch. We shoot for different brands. And, and I want it to stay that way. I don't ever want to be, you know, I want the best of both worlds. I want to do Instagram branding. I want to do work for photographers. I want to do all of the things and not just have, you know, one single thing that I'm narrowed down to. Um, you know, I, I want to branch out and, and kind of have the best of both worlds on, on the internet and with my photographers. So I, I've tried not to narrow it down to any specific type. I just want to keep it open so that, you know, I have more opportunities. There, there's so many things that you can branch out into. Jennifer Hall, same question. Okay. Um, I think that's, that is really awesome to, and a good rule of thumb is to keep yourself open and to do multiple different things. Don't ever pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into something, into one specific thing. But I also think like it's, it is good to, if you certain have a certain vibe to you or a certain look to you that really makes you shine in a certain mode. I found that mine has always been kind of more of a darker sort of motif. I've, the main ones have been kind of the gothic sort of thing. And I really fit that thing, the witchy, creepy sort of, Celtic-y vibe and I really do well on those shoots so when I do do those shoots I like really go out on them but it is important to do all sorts of different things too because you don't want to be known as that witchy model or that swimsuit model or that one type of model because certain people might decide not to want to work with you because they think you don't want you're not into or interested in that so because of that then are you looking forward in your personal portfolio do you want to do a big cross-section of variety there's a big cross-section of variety but there is also definitely an overall theme that people can kind of see if you look at it very much there is sort of that darker gothic look if you look through my portfolio but you can also find other things that are just kind of pop out it's like oh my gosh there's a pinup shoot oh my gosh oh there's one where she's like doing uh, fashion on a runway but it just kind of shows like yes she's more this but that there's still that openness that if you do need me for that, you can have me in that. So kind of you have a, a forte, but at the same time, you have right. a, a kind of a, you're not pigeonholed. Right. You have a variety you can do. You're versatile. Right. That's a very good way. That, I think that's a great way to describe it is a forte. I have my forte, which is the dark, witchy, gothic look. And mm -hmm. then, but you can also have me do this, this, and this if you really want me to. So, Brooke, you mentioned earlier you've at the time that we're um, shooting this episode, you, you've done this for a relative few months. Do, do you find that you've developed like a forte or or a niche, or what? What do you can when you're moving into a, a shoot or a creative idea? What do you What are you envisioning? So, I guess when I first started, I just thought a model was a model. Like, okay, you're a model. I didn't know there was, like, so many different types and, like, categories and stuff, you know. It's just I just saw a model. I just saw a model, you know. Um, but I do get asked all the time, like, what kind of model do you want to be? And I have been experimenting, you know, with different things. I like the – I do like the fashion. I like that. But I also like a little bit of the modest boudoir but I want to do, like, interesting posing, you know? Like, I've been I've been looking at a lot of different, you know, interesting, kind of looks hard posing, and I wanna, I'm like, ooh, I want to go for that. That'll look good, you know? 
So that's kind of what I've been, you know, looking at. And also, like, the, like I, I said on the other, sh- um, the la- the first show that I was on, the parachute dress. Like, I want to do that. And then I want to do, like, a big fluffy, you know, robe. It's like so many different things I want to do. You know, so I'm I'm trying to experiment what I like the best, you know, and just because I'm starting out. So, you know, I'm uh, trying to be a little, little bit of everything. <laughs> it sounds like that's that's been working out for you. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. So I noticed you you've mentioned several shoots that you haven't done yet, Mm-mm. like the the Persian song. I, I want to open that up for everybody. What's your uh, Dream shoot, time and money, no object. You could do for any amount anywhere in the world. Is it me? Sure. Okay. Um, I would say, like, my biggest one is I have this idea of what I like to think of, like, a sort of a black parade, black wedding. It's mm. got this, I mean, I do definitely love the gothic theme. So you'd have the, the black veil that goes all the way up to the top. You've got the really weird... My perfect dress would be, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Legend, the uh, dress that Dark Lily wears in it, that would be awesome. Just wear a Dark Lily dress <laughs> and have, like, all the, the, the creepy, like, sort of uh, doom and gloom vibes going on around you. But you're, like, in there looking fabulous. So where, where is there? Where is this in a cathedral? Is this in a, yes. in a, in a cathedral? Absolutely in a cathedral. It, it has to be, like, um, I would say, like, very much like one of those big, grand, old cathedrals that you would find, like, I don't think you could find it in Knoxville. You'd have to go, like, to Nashville or somewhere and find, like, one of those really old ones where it's, like, really gothic-y and really creepy kind of looking. But, yeah. The other Jennifer. It's me. So, um, on this journey, while I've been modeling, it's always been me as a um, solo. I've always been by myself, but... I've always wanted, you, you see, you know, groups of girls and they're traveling and they're, they're shooting with um, different photographers. And I just got lucky this time uh, around and I had a photographer reach out to me actually to go to Mexico, uh, Merida, Mexico. That'll be in October. And so there's groups of girls. Um, they're flying out with a bunch of different photographers and each group of girls, they rotate to different photographers. They have different styles. They shoot in different places on location. So you really get to experience um, each photographer's style. You get to meet other models. You get to um, experience, you know, being being out of you know out of the country. And 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 that's really truly the greatest experience. It's it's the thing that I've enjoyed the most. It's not really just the the you know taking the pictures. It's really been traveling. And meeting people, and that's really been the the better part of this for me. So, um, getting in a group with other models who have been doing this for a long time, other photographers who are experienced from all over, they all have different stories. You have a, a solid week with them. You know, you have a solid week. You can get to know them. You can get to know the photographers, and you know, every photographer has a different style about them and what they want to shoot and what their visions are for what they want for their models. So it's it's just it's a good experience, and I haven't gotten to do that yet in a group setting and with a bunch of different photographers. So I am excited to do that in October. That's a good one. And you're going to realize it yeah, coming up. Yeah, so, absolutely. So that's nice. Um, here's a one for the, uh, the the table. And by the way, I want everyone here to know you can just put questions out. I, I, I don't have to be the question machine. But my question, because um, some of you have already got into this. Um, so I want to talk to uh, Jennifer Hall. Your first shoot ever. 
Okay, my first shoot ever was um, I actually paid for it. It was with a photographer by the name of Karen Stone, and she actually worked as a uh, baby photographer, like newborns. Mm-hmm. And um, I just went in there and just like, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm going to practice. I'm going to get into this. I'm going to try it for the first time. And um, I went in there, and I just, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I, I knew I had to have my hair and my makeup done, and I just kind of grabbed a bunch of a bunch of random clothes that I had, and I just threw them in there, and I did the photo shoot. I didn't even know how to pose. I didn't know how to look at the camera. And she had to kind of direct me a little bit in doing it, and it was such a learning experience, and it was such an un- – what was so strange is, like, it's this very unsure experience because you don't really know what you're doing, and you are paying for it at the time so you want to do it right you want to look great and you don't really um it's like it's this surreal thing doing it it's like you're living a dream you're you're realizing a dream of something that you've wanted to do but you don't really know what you're doing i think that uh, in the models i've had a chance to talk on this topic with that i think that obviously they they did it but i I think that there's a lot of I think some guys, but mostly girls out there that won't take the leap because some people have a phobia about realizing the dream. And if it's not up to everything, I'd rather just have the. I'm not one of them, by the way. I'd much rather live the dream. And then maybe it's not what I thought it would be. But what if it's just different and also really cool or whatever? I I don't. I, I don't want the regret later of what might have been. I, I can't deal with it. I grew up in that era where everybody was saying that to be a model, you have to be over 5'7 and 115 pounds, and you have to have, look this certain way. And I didn't. I was, I'm only 5 foot 3.5 inches. I am short. I am very short. I'm short. Not- You're the same height as me, though, when you have, like, I thought you were the same height as me, and I'm like five seven, and you got these big old heels oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really did. Heels. I saw your heels, but I didn't know you were like. I'm tiny. You know. yeah. <laughs> that that like I didn't do it when I wanted to do it when I was a teenager. But everybody said you can't do it because you're so short. Models are supposed to be tall and skinny, and you get into this idea that you just can't do it because you don't fit this this image that everybody has in their head of what a model is supposed to look like. And you just don't pursue it because you're afraid that people are going to laugh at you, that people are going to say you can't do it. And when you get to be a certain age, you don't really, I mean, pardon the phrasing, you don't really give a shit what people think of you. So you go and I'm going to do it anyway because I want to do it. I've always wanted to do it. And what's the worst that could happen? You think you're going to laugh at me? Okay, I've been laughed at before. So you just go in and do it and enjoy yourself and, I mean, there's nothing worse than unrealized, like, I guess, aspirations or dreams. Some regretting, thinking that you could have done it and you just never. See, I think did. that's the worst part of it. It's an aspiration that you literally could have right. achieved. It's not like, uh, you know, an extreme example that, you know, I could close my eyes and wish with all my might and I'm never going to pitch for the Yankees. I, I, I can't aspire to do that. I can't pursue that. But something that I could go after and for whatever reason I elected not to is something that, you know, to sit many years and later and sit in the rocking chair and just, yeah, I should have done that. I don't want to, I don't want to be that, that person. So I, I absolutely get what you're talking about. To, to open this up, do you guys feel the same way or is it more of, have you achieved it or 
What, what do you guys think? Um, just touching on, you know, you, you wanting to get into doing this and, and feeling, you know, like you, you just couldn't do that. So a, a big part of the reason that I, I, I will be 39 in just a few days. So I'm, I'm much older than most, you know, most, most Instagram models, most, but, but fortunately the internet, you know, social media, that's, that's a big platform for everyone. But I have so many, we live in a small town, um, but I have so many women that follow my page that reach out to me and they want so badly, not necessarily just to follow along to pursue a modeling career, but they want to do photos for themselves, whether that be boudoir, whether that be, you know, for their spouse, for like, you know, for themselves. And they want to feel confident and feel beautiful in their own skin. And so I created a group um, that I add people to that's a private group. And it's just a support group where I share my experiences. I share my photos. And I give these women, you know, tips on where, you know, what they can expect, where they, if they want to do boudoir, where they need to buy, you know, good places to buy laundry, good photographers. It's so important to research your photographer. It's so important to research your makeup artist. Um, There's so many women that want to tap in to do in, you know, photo shoots and doing this type of work, and they don't know where to start, and they're terrified about what people are going to say or what people are going to think of them, and and especially when, when you live in a small town. You know, they, they need a source of encouragement. And so that is that has been a really big thing for me, you know, in, in doing this is being able to help women, especially women who are a little bit older and they're wanting to do this for their confidence level. They want to feel beautiful in their own skin. You know, they're wearing so many hats, their wives, their moms, they're working, they're doing all these things. And they never take the time out to do something like this for themselves. And the first time I shot Bedouin, I was terrified. You know, I was terrified I was doing it as a favor. And then when I got done, I felt amazing. You know, I felt empowered and, and, and you know, I got the photos back and I, and I felt so good about that. And, and it was such a good experience. And, and so many women are scared to jump into that role and do those things for themselves. And, and so, you know, that's been a big part of, you know, me continually. That's, that's a big part of what I do on my social media is, is try to reach out to people and add them to these groups and give them good resources so that they can pursue this, whether, whether it's for a career or whether it's just for themselves. Um, why do you think women are so scared to do it? Like, for me personally, I know you were talking about you're 39 I'll be 37 this month, and, you know, do you think it's because of their age, maybe their body shape, it's, you know, how they grew up? Or I, I don't think it's their age. I think a lot of it is, um, as far as my experience, it's usually um, they are worried about what people are going to think about it. You know, yeah. where I live, there are only so many photographers. You know, I'm lucky enough that I've branched out and, and – my photographers, I work out of town and I travel, but we do have some good photographers, you know, in town and, and they are worried, you know, about what people are going to say, what, you know, they, they want to do these things for themselves and, and they're, they, they have self-confidence issues. You know, they, they mm-hmm. say, well, you know, I, I, I they don't have any guidance they're and, and they're, not, they're insecure about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big push for me in this industry was trying to give them guidance create that group and add people as they, you know, as they needed it. And, and, and I get messages all the time and they're like, I really, yeah, I really want to do this for myself. I'm scared. I don't know where to start. You know, can you help me? So I feel like a lot of women, 
you know, they want to do this for themselves, but, you know, they just, they don't have, they don't have anybody to lead them in the right direction. You know, they, yeah. they so it's, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of both. I think they're scared and, and they don't have any support behind it. Exactly. They need some guidance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to get Jennifer Hall on this because you actually do boudoir. Yes, sir. So yes. what's someone with experience? What's your, your, your advice or your uh, insight from the inside? Well, like from the inside uh, with boudoir, it's really one of those things where you have to, the first, pr- the photographer has to be somebody that you trust on a certain level because it is very intimate because, I mean, quite honestly, you're not wearing a whole lot of clothes and sometimes you're not wearing any clothes at all. And um, you have to trust the person. And um, in terms of boudoir, it's all about that feeling when you get into it. Um, You have to feel like at your sexiest. And even if you don't feel sexy, that's the biggest thing with boudoir. You get the outfit that makes you feel the prettiest, the makeup that makes you feel the prettiest, the hair that makes you feel the prettiest. And you go in there and you just become this totally, in, in my experience in the boudoir, I'm a totally different person in my boudoir shots. I mean, I'm like acting sexy. I'm moving. I'm pushing my body in ways that I do not do. I mean, I'm a preschool teacher during the day. I don't do that during the day. Um, but it just, it's a very liberating experience and a very uh, affirming experience. Like she said, is you feel beautiful doing it. Because this is something that you normally would never do. And it's this one aspect where you do worry about what other people are going to think. I worry about, uh, like I said, I work at a preschool. There are moms and dads who follow me on Facebook who might go onto my Instagram page Mm -hmm. and see me in my panties, in my bra, or in my corsets. And I do look quite different in there. I do not look like Miss Jen the uh, toddler teacher over at the school. So they're just kind of, they'd be like, oh, it's kind of like a Harper Valley PTA moment. You're walking in there. It's, 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 you worry about their judgment. And in some cases, some models have actually, you know, they've lost their jobs because a parent didn't yeah. like what was on their Instagram page, which is stupid. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a surreal thing, but it's also a good feeling because mm-hmm. I feel like this person that is, isn't is scared of anything. I'm not that little girl who's just afraid to step out of the box and, and go that extra mile. I'm this sexy, powerful woman that can do anything. And I mean, it's Have you ever had one of the parents say something to you? I had a parent who followed me on Instagram. Oh, wow. Like one of my pictures. Did the dad start all coming to pick up the kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a couple of them did. <laughs> a couple of them have. A couple of them has started coming to pick up the kids. I don't know if they necessarily have seen my Instagram page, yeah. um, but I'm, I know that one of them at least has. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the father of a student that is no longer at our school anymore but yeah he okay. follows me on instagram and he's like got a hat over his head so you can't see his eyes <laughs> so he's like, Ugh. It's, like I swear it's the same name it awesome. looks like him i am pretty sure that is the father of one of my students so yeah yeah and i do kind of wonder because sometimes i get like a weird look from one of the the, the parents so it's like i think yeah <laughs> Jennifer Copeland, you mentioned earlier that you you have a 
following, I guess it's fair to say, in social media and so on. I, I wanted to get your thoughts specifically. I, I, in my experience, social media can do, even if you look at even a decade ago, I mean, what's exploded, like myself with, uh, in my case, with the temple imagery or with my music career, um, it, it's afforded me great opportunities for promotion. But I wanted to maybe get everyone's thought, because I assume we've all at some point here used social media. What what do you guys see as, as the big positives and the big negatives when it comes to be a, a working model utilizing like an, an Insta or a, a Facebook or what have you? I think really it's, it's, it's positive for the most part. I mean, you know, a long time ago, you know, they, they needed agents. You know, they had no platform. Girl, you know, women had no platform to be, you know, discovered. I mean, they, they were... The way we are now, you can put yourself out there. You can brand yourself. You can market yourself for exactly who you want it to be. And and it's gotten to where now it's not just about a pretty face anymore. Like it's, it's there has to be more than that. People want to know about your life. They want a, a little look into who you are, your personality, um, and you're really branding yourself. And, and people are not just buying into how you look. They're buying into your personality and your lifestyle um, you know, I, I, a lot of the photos that I take, they're, they're very glamorous and that's what my photographer wants from me. But, um, I'm, I'm Southern, tr- you know, through and through and through and, and, and I'm on a ranch a lot and, and we, I'm with horses and I'm dirty all the time. And so I, I, you know, I, I go live sometimes and, and I try to share that part of my life because that's really who I am. And, and people respond to that because, you know, there are gorgeous models all over the internet and and you know it's it's just so fabricated you know they they seem untouchable they don't seem like people can reach out it's so important too i found that you have to communicate with your your fans you know there's so many times that people want to reach out to you and they they comment and they want to talk and they want to go live and that goes so far I mean, it goes so far communicating with the people who are following you and, you know, all of my business, not not a little bit, but 100% of my business has come through social media. I mean, you know, I, I started from doing the one shoot and um, TikTok recently has been the big thing. I mean, I mean, TikTok is blowing up and people are getting away from Facebook and you can go live and you can share clips and, and, and you know, that's such a busy, that's, that's really, you know, I, I I have, I don't know, 4,000 people on Instagram, but my TikTok went from, you know, I don't know, 2,000 people to 30,000 people like that. And and it's just sharing clips of your life. And, and, you know, I get a lot of work through there too. So social media has changed the game for women who want to tap into this, this field of work. I mean, you can, you can do anything, go as far as you want. I mean, networking, that's, that's my biggest thing. Models coming into this industry, networking is key. Networking is key. Social media is key. I mean, that is that is that's the number one aspect. At least it has been for me. But that's just it's just very important. Well, I think networking. I couldn't agree with you more. That, that, that networking in the, the you know our current year and moving forward is very 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 important in. If, if you want to stay working, in my, my case as a shooter and obviously with you guys as models, 
because it's it's not only who you know, it's who the people that you know know, and right. so on and so forth. And you right. can start doing your homework. You can check on a model's track record. You can check the Photox track record. You can see what the hair and makeup's about and so on. That's, even speaking to that note, um, you know, you're, you can reach out to people that you know that they've worked for. I, I have worked for a model or a photographer out of L.A., and he's a well-known photographer. He he shoots a lot of celebrities, and 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 that was one of my dream shoots. And I had myself so worked up to to you know shoot for him. And I met him in Texas, and I was collaborating with him in a spa out there. And when I got there, I flew out there, and when I got there, it was just an immediate bad vibe. Like he just was he was terrible to work with, and it was so shocking to me because he he is such a big name with celebrities, and and. Do you think that contributed to the negative experience? I think his attitude, you know, the the way that he was handling his models, his attitude, he was just very handsy with his girls. You know, you know, girls, especially young girls coming into this, they will put up with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Me, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not going to do that. I, I will get back on a plane and I will fly back home. I. I love my job and I love helping other women, but my integrity is not for sale. So this, you know, he, he wanted to run the show. He wanted you to act how, you, you know, he, he had so many expectations and he was just, in general, he was rude, but I guess he felt like, you know, he shoots a lot of celebrities. It's just, he knew who he was and he, that's what he expected in return from his models is to do what, you know, he, he wanted. And, and that's just, I, I got on a plane and I flew back home. I mean, that's just, that's a, a lot of young models. They're not going to, you know, they're, they're starving for things. Has that been a common experience for, for you guys? Has yeah. there been like rudeness or whatever on a, on a set? It's not like it's, it happens all the time, but it's something that definitely does happen too often where you'll have somebody that just doesn't understand boundaries and what is appropriate and inappropriate. And I had, um, I had an experience with a photographer. Well, I will. I'm not going to name them, um, but um, uh, it was one of the. It was, was the one of the first shoots I ever did, and it was a boudoir shoot, and uh, it just everything about it just was going on to bad vibes, because it was supposed to be where there's two other girls that were supposed to do it. It was for a cosplay convention, and the two girls somehow just magically didn't show up, and um, then all of a sudden he wanted me to do the the uh, boudoir and he kept on trying to push for me to do the new modeling and I don't do the new modeling and he kept on uh during the course of the modeling he would make comments about my body about oh you look so sexy oh let, let me see your o face let me see your and then he started getting into the touching and everything and it's just this there are people like that in this industry and unfortunately you have predators because it is the situation where in many times the photographer and the model are alone. Because even though I do, if I go somewhere, I usually have my dad drive me. He's not in the shoot. He's out doing something else. Because I just feel like that's not a professional thing to do is to have my dad in the in the shoot with me. Because I feel like it's going to distract me. It's going to distract the photographer, particularly if I'm in my underwear. Um, but um, when you're all alone in that vulnerable position and you're this person is not being professional it just it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that that's in the industry because it just destroys it and it takes a while to recover i don't know about you but like when you have that experience it does it seems like it 
it takes a while to it, it jars you and it's hard to get over it for a while it's like i don't want to do another shoot for a while because of this because you of this one person and it, it sucks <laughs> it sucks that there are people like that i know there's people like that everywhere but for this industry it just seems like these it's like oh i get to be around beautiful women and they're not wearing that much clothes so that's a good in for me to you know be a pervert uh, it shouldn't happen, yeah. but it, it obviously does. Now, you've done this for a relative few months. Have you encountered this already, or Fortunately, you know better? Fortunately, no. I have, um, I had a photographer, a great photographer, on my third shoot. His name was Tim. And, <laughs> and he told me something that stuck with me. He said, never do something you don't want to do. Absolutely. And that, honestly, has stuck with me. You know, and I have been fortunate to, you know, learn a lot from models like you guys, um, ladies. And, um, you know, everyone tells me to research and, you know, bring somebody. And, you know, I look at, you know, research who they are. Kind of I talk to them a little bit beforehand, too, because I don't I don't want to not feel comfortable with somebody, you know. So... Even, like, meeting somebody first before the shoot is a good idea, yeah. too. And it will, like, affect the outcome of your pictures if you are uncomfortable oh, yeah, with will. a photographer. Because you can see it on the model's face. Like, you are just, like, pushing all the bad vibes because you can see it on your face. Yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, there's either, in my experience, there's either a chemistry or there is not. Right. And that means you may be able to get a technically proficient mm -hmm. shoot done. Yeah. But there, there's no real uh, heat or, or magic yeah. in, in the shot, and you, mm -hmm. you can't fool the camera. Yeah. Just... I had a photographer who's uh, – he, he passed away a while ago, and I don't know if you'd ever heard of him. He's the late, great Tony Aldridge. And um, he shot for Tribe a lot. And um, he was one of the first professional photographers I shot with who had, like, shot with models and professional things all over the place. And um, – he did one of my first really good boudoir shots. The I don't know if I showed if I said that is that it's the one where I'm in my underwear and it's the pink set, and um, he had such a vibe to him, and the two of us did that when we would make pictures, they looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And when you have that vibe with a photographer, it is just so awesome. I've got another photographer that I shoot with that's really great. That's uh, Michael Miller who's out of Cleveland, and when you vibe with them and you're comfortable, you make beautiful work. But if you're not, it just, you just take a picture that could be amazing and just goes. Can I ask a question? Of course. What about, so I haven't traveled yet, you know, to a photographer. Like I've had a photographer offer to, you know, I'll pay for your gas or I'll pay for a hotel mm -hmm. Like, at first, I, I think that's creepy. But then I had someone tell me, no, if he's going to, you put your name in the hotel, mm -hmm. you know, if he's going to pay for it, then, you know, you should go. Don't go where, you know, there's nowhere to stay or something yeah. like that. So I, I haven't experienced traveling yet. Like, what is some advice or some tips I should should if, do if he's gonna pay for a hotel and your gas go ahead go for it girl i mean yeah. that's awesome now what i would say would be a red flag is if they said okay i'll pay for your gas and you can stay at my place 
That's yeah. a little bit of a red flag. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not on the up and up, but that is it's it's a red flag. Yeah, because it could be. Well, yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But paying for a hotel as long as they're not in the hotel with you, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, go ahead, man, go. You're treating me right, right there. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because <laughs> most of the time I've had to pay for my hotels. Uh, I, I'm probably a little. I'm, I'm wired a little bit differently on that. Okay. I'm never going to agree to travel for a photographer that I have not worked for. Um, if there's somebody, um, the photographer that I travel around with, he came to me first. Um, okay. He came to my hometown. You know, he was he was. You know, I met him on on my territory. Um, I decided if he was right for me, and he decided if I was right for him. And once we built that relationship, then we went forward with traveling, and and we built a really good, strong relationship. And that's important in this industry. But the dangers, I have so many messages that come through every single day with people posing as photographers, slapping Mm -hmm. up fake Instagrams, and Mm -hmm. they want to know my location. They'll say, I'm willing. I've had somebody willing to pay that are, are, are sent me full length contracts. And I mean, legal contracts for two and $300,000 to get me to fly to them. And, 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 you know, you don't know who this person is. Sure. It seems like a lot of money. Sure. They're offering that. Sure. They're offering that. But at the end of the day, your safety is first. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't just jump into traveling, you know, whenever you're asked. And, and so in my opinion, I would never take a risk on flying somewhere or driving somewhere to a hotel anywhere. I don't care what the, the offer yeah. is. If, if, if you're going to establish yourself as a model and you're, you're going to be consistent with your photographers, there needs to be, if they cannot come to you and shoot first with you, which should be the situation, you're a female, mm-hmm. your photographer can come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoom meetings, you want to see their portfolios you want to talk to past clients that this isn't something that you just jump into that's that's mm-hmm. you know you have to be very careful with that because what about is, bringing somebody with you you know if absolutely. i brought someone i i, as, I, mean, I always ask always the, ask so th- that 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 is an option but like for me when you fly places people can't you know we I, you know it's very rarely places that i can just drive to yeah you know texas i'm from birmingham but it's typically i have to get on a plane and i have to go mm-hmm. but so for me that's not a lot of times that's not an option because unless I, i'm lucky in this aspect but my best friend um is a makeup artist and an esthetician and she owns a spa and sometimes if you're really good you can bargain that price in and i can get her flight paid for and she mm-hmm. will come and she'll be the makeup artist on Key West, you know, her room was paid for. She, you know, she was, uh, she did the makeup for the shoots. And and so, but, I mean, just in in my experience, that's not been something that I could do. I mean, I I travel a good way sometimes. Yeah. um, But uh, starting out, I would say, is absolutely necessary. If you're going to a photographer to do your homework and always have somebody with you. Okay. Always have somebody. Don't, Don't ever go alone. I would say that is true. The first time that you meet a photographer, I don't care how long you've been talking to them online, you need to have an escort with you. And, like, you don't know this person. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. think you know them, but you don't really know them because you've just been talking to them. And um, I'm, like I said, it's perfectly fine. If they want to pay for the hotel room, if they want to do that, and you're going to be shooting, that's 
awesome. But you need to have somebody who is going to be there. Usually my dad is with me if I travel. So my dad is sitting out in the car outside where I'm doing the photo shoot. <laughs> and if something goes down, my dad is sitting in the car and I can just be like, okay, here, there's there's a bad vibe going on. I'm, I'm going to go. And that actually did happen at a photo shoot that mm-hmm. I did in Atlanta where um, – uh, something occurred um, that was not okay. I don't want to really get into specifics, but it was something that should never have happened. And the photographer made me feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. And um, I just sent a text to my dad and I said, listen, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable right now. And I actually, at the time, this was my first photo shoot. And I talked to this, uh, I didn't understand what was going on because they were doing something that was really inappropriate. And I just texted this other model that I knew on Instagram and, uh, her name is Tanya Rhodes. She's called Devil Devil Doll on uh, her, her page. And um, she's really awesome. Uh, she's got all these tattoos. She's like super, she's super awesome. And um, I was like saying, listen, this is what's going on. And the guy was like touching me and making comments that was making me extremely uncomfortable. And um, she's like saying, no, he should not be doing that. That isn't appropriate. He shouldn't be touching you or doing that. And so the first thing I did was I texted my dad, who had gone with me to this photo shoot, and he was in the other hotel room. I said, Dad, I, we need to go. we got to get out of here. So I went back to the room. I said, I'm sorry. I've got to go. There's an emergency with my dad. i just got to go. I should have just told him. I mean, it was my first time this happening. I should have just told him to go. You know, pardon my language, but told him to go fuck himself and leave. I should have done that. But um, I'm not, like, a really aggressive person. It was the first time this had ever happened mm-hmm. to me. So I just kind of left. And... Um, we just got in our car and I left. And but if my dad had not been there with me, I mean, yeah, what would have happened? So yeah, like you need to have somebody who can not necessarily be sitting in on the photo shoot, mm-hmm. but they're there if something bad like that sure, happens. yeah, the guardian so, angel. Yeah, that you can like go. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely agree. I've been kind of, I don't know if the amazed is overstating it, but the number of models have asked, do I mind if the model brings somebody? Yeah. And I don't. Like, you know, bring, you know, whoever you want. Um, you know, it's at, you know, it's on your dime, but, you know, yeah. bring whoever you want. I don't care. And I always say, like, you don't necessarily bring somebody on with you to every photo shoot. But if, you, if that's what you need to do, that's okay. And I even tell people, don't bring people into the photo shoot. Don't, that, that, that messes up the vibe. But if somebody ever tells me off the bat, I don't want you to bring anybody with you, and I want to shoot with you alone, that's like this major red flag that's saying, do not shoot with this person. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird thing to say to somebody right off the bat. I want us to be alone in this Many times, I mean, the photographers are usually guys. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. They're usually guys. And they're bigger than you, and you're in this vulnerable position. Yeah, I had one photographer. I was like, you know, do you mind if my boyfriend comes with me? And then he's like, well, I don't want to feel like a third wheel. Block. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. (laughs) Like, nope. Yeah. Not going to do it. And it's just, it's a very strange thing when they just immediately, because I normally don't have people in the photo shoot with me. They're like they're they're a ways away. They're over they're over at the diner. They're in the car. They're doing their own thing. But when they just flat out say, Listen, it's just gonna be you and me there. I don't want anybody else there. It's like, why are you telling me this? That's weird. 
why are you just immediately saying no one? That that's making me feel like there's something that may not be necessarily what you're trying to say that you're going to do something that's nefarious and messed up, but that's what it's making me feel like. Yeah. It's making me feel like I yeah, I need to look out on this one. Maybe I don't need to take this one. Oh, no. Thanks, ladies. I appreciate it. Let's do pictures. <laughs> and I don't know uh, which one's going to come up first, it's but uh, let's. Um, let it, it's, I know it's a big mystery. Yes. A Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. All right, so we're going to see. So our uh, our guests today have been kind enough to bring in some, and it uh, looks Ready. like uh, Jennifer is up uh, up first. Now, if I remember correctly, before the shoot, you said that there was a, actually a story with uh, with this one. There is a story behind that. Um, <clears throat> so this was shot in Key West. Um, I had a two-day job. Um, the first day I was shooting with a photographer out of Raleigh. And the second day, I was working a promotion with one of the NASCAR drivers. Uh, but this first day, whenever you're working and you're going to be on location with a photographer, um, you know, you'll be shooting back and forth ideas and, and, you know, the things that you want to capture and what he is wanting from, you know, this shoot. So we were tossing back and forth ideas and, you know, I'm like, what do I need to pack? You know, swimwear, like the typical stuff. And um, he said, but I have this, I have this one photo. I have this one photo. And I've worked for him so many times. And I've never heard him just say, like, there's this one photo um, that I really want. And, and so it piqued my interest. And I'm like, well, send it to me. So he sends me this, this photo. And it, it, so I replicated the girl. He sent me the photo. And it was a girl on a scooter. I think she may have been in Italy or somewhere, but she was leaned over. She had a basket. And so I started brainstorming. And, and so my job as a model is to take my photographer's ideas and, and, and creatively bring them to life or, or make them better. Or how, how can I? So <clears throat> he sent me that photo and uh, I got to brainstorming. And I'm like, you know, we, we're shooting in lingerie. We're shooting in swimsuits. We are shooting in all these typical things. And I'm like, we can do better for this photo that he he particularly wants for his advertising and gallery. So we went searching for a gown. Um, the scooter in the original photo was uh, tan in color. Um, it was very, it was a really pretty photo, but I think it was just the angle he wanted. He wanted the scooter. He wanted the whole vibe. So um, he's like, I just don't know how we're going to, you know, we're going to get a scooter down here. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I have a very big personality. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty ballsy. So I'm like, all right, we're going to find a scooter place. I'm like, you start driving. I'll Google. So I found this dress. I put it on. I, I packed um, this day. We packed all my clothes in the car. I just jumped to the back of the seat, and I would change, and we would hop out, and we would just set up my girlfriend, my makeup artist. She was with us, and we just went around shooting. And so we come up on this scooter shop that I Googled, and he's like, well, they're $50 to rent. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so I run in the, in the scooter shop, and I'm like, listen. <laughs> I'm here with a well-known photographer and I'm like you see this picture I'm like you can use this for your advertising if you can let us use one of these scooters and she's like yes ma'am absolutely yeah, you 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 have to offer like you show them what they're getting you know everybody wants good advertising right mm -hmm. that's good for her that's good for me that's good for the photographer so um they come out and they pull the scooter around and they help block off traffic on each side and and the photographer 
he got the shot he wanted and, and that was his 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 big you know that's the photo he really wanted in the keys we got so many good ones but that one in particular I was really proud of for him because you know, I like he, it I love it yeah so the angel shoot um I, I think this is one of the other tips I would have too for you know new models coming in um uh, you know, I've gotten to where I have, you know, I charge a day rate and, and my makeup artists, they're all worked into my contracts and things like that. However, um, sometimes you have to invest in yourself. So, and what I mean by that is this was a collaboration with a bunch of different people and I did not get paid for that shoot, but the lady that took months to create that costume she wanted those photos. The it. people that created those wings, they wanted those photos. The photographer who shot that, they wanted those photos. I wanted these photos. So this was a collaboration with all of these people who came together, and we and, and, and they said, this is going to benefit all of us, and you have to do that sometimes. And from that shoot, that lady sold out of, like, all of her spots for making those costumes are sold out through the end of the year. Um, I have three new contracts from those photos. There, so you, you have to collectively decide sometimes to, you know, you got to keep things different on your page. You know, that's why I said I keep an open book on my page. You never know what you're going to find there. And I do that purposely. And every time I post something different or, you know, when I say, all right, let's do something really big. Let's do something really big. Let's collaborate. And so I'll reach out to vendors and I'll reach out to photographers and I'll say, okay, who wants this job? This is what I'm looking at. Let's really think out of the box. That brings everybody business. That brings me business, photographer business. Everybody that's involved benefits from that. So that uh, that helped everybody involved. And, and I signed three contracts off, you know, off that photo shoot. And that's local. That's a local place. Um, that we shot at, and I ha don't have even have the rest of that gallery yet, but um, we shot at sunset, and I was burning up, <laughs> and uh, that thing was a pain. That thing was a pain. We had to maneuver those wings. They're maneuverable, but we had to run them down my back, and we had a lot of help. We had a whole team of people there, so um, it's just, you know, that it goes back to investing in yourself and, and you know, you just being uncomfortable that, that, sometimes that, that became that <laughs> yes yes that became the iconic photo for me um that was shot in nashville at a penthouse um the guy that shot the scooter photo he shot that one um we shot i think for about nine hours that day and i and if you've ever shot for that long you know what your body feels like yeah. after the fight and i think a lot of new models are not prepared for that but um, I had shot Bedouin before, but I think, you know, when I walked into this one, we were really pushing the limits with the things that I had, I had done. And, and, and he's like, Jennifer, if you want, if you want to go big with this, if you want to be a Bedouin model, if you want to do big things, you have to push yourself. You have to, you have to let me capture you and, and you have to relax. You have to, you know, so, um, this was about two hours in and, and, you know, at, at the start of every shoot, when you're modeling, the first few photos, am I right? They're they're always they're always stuffy. Like they're they're awkward. They never turn out. Once you are comfortable with your photographer and your photographer is comfortable with you, and, and you you kind of get a rhythm, and 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 then the flow starts happening, and, and you're you're doing. So this is about two hours in. 
I'm having some having some adult beverages. So, but I had um, a makeup artist there from Nashville. She was amazing. I always do my homework if I'm shooting out of town. I, I find you know the best makeup artist. I make sure that we we're shooting in, in a spot with good light. And so um, that one probably was. I don't know. That one uh, performed the best of all yeah. my photos. <laughs> those are great. Thank I love you. them. Yeah, those are are beautiful. So as as we move to the to the next set, is, are you in in this one, uh, Jennifer? Are you wearing a, a wig or did you do your hair it was green? A wig. It was a wig for it this. Is one. Wig it is a wig. I bought it for about uh, fifteen dollars off of Amazon. <laughs> About fifteen dollars off of Amazon, and uh, the entire costume I think cost me about thirty-five dollars. Um, people who don't know this about me is that I am a huge anime fan. Uh, myself and my late husband used to watch anime all the time together, and um, this is a character from the television series uh, Dragon Ball. And if you know anything about Dragon Ball, there is a character called Bulma Briefs who is a genius. And her character is uh, one scene. She actually has to wear a, a bunny outfit, like a Playboy bunny outfit. So that is why I have the uh, aqua sort of hair and outfit. This was taken by um, uh, my friend and amazing photographer, Michael Miller. And um, this was done, I think I had traveled over. It was the first time we had ever shot together. And I traveled uh, from my home to his home. In um, <laughs> I traveled from my home to his home, which is actually in Cleveland, Tennessee, and um, uh, just we just hammered it out. I had to get the whole outfit on and put it together and get everything. And those things, they did not want to stay on my wrists. They are loose as they can be, so they kept on moving in the shoot. So I kept on having to uh, move the cuffs back onto my wrists so that we could get the shots. And we just... It shows your muscle tone. Yeah. It oh, yeah. I, I was so buff in that. Yeah. I was so buff. I miss that buffness. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get it We're back. all trying. Yes. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was, a, it was a super fun shoot. And I think you can tell, like, by the look on my face that I'm having a blast. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a favorite. Um, that was shot by um, John Carter who is a fulgent photography, and that's actually been in two different uh, publications. One was in Retro Lovely Magazine for the cosplay. Uh, I think, it was, yeah, it was in Retro Lovely Magazine was one of them that was from a set. Uh, this particular image was not in the Retro Lovely one. The one that I had was actually, um, I was wearing a Betsy Johnson sort of ballerina-type dress, and that set was put in Retro Lovely, and this one was actually put in a new in an Amsterdam magazine called Selen, and it just was like this this vibe. I got this dress online and I just put it on, and I just had like this funky feeling. We shot this in Art Alley in downtown Knoxville. I was going to ask you if this was Art Alley because I've shot there. Yeah, I know. It's this actually graffiti alley. It's fantastic. It is. Alley. I love shooting so there. Much. It's awesome because you always have a new background because the artists come every week and just start doing their thing and um we just got in there and i had to what you don't realize is like when you're in art alley there is nowhere to change okay nowhere so you've got to do this kind of weird sort of um 
put your clothes on over your clothes or go inside of a restaurant if they don't look at you weird and change your outfits. And they're, like, looking at you like, you're this weirdo changing your clothes back and forth. And I have, like, this big pink wig on. And we are just going there and moving. And I'm walking around downtown Knoxville with these big freaking heels that are, like, six inches, and my feet are killing me. And I'm just trying to get these shots. And he just... I don't know what it was. I just went into this sort of, I don't know, Stevie Nicks, Goldust sort of mentality. And he just got that shot. And I just looked at it. I was like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. He did such a great job. That's a great shot. He's an amazing photographer. Um, this one was from my friend, the late great Tony Eldridge. He um, was a photographer in uh, Nashville. He has since passed. Um, but this was my first real boudoir, comfortable boudoir photography set was something where um i just kind of i got the the outfit uh online just showed up and he said what and he was very good about addressing you have to be comfortable when you're doing boudoir mm -hmm. and we had the first few images he said i can tell you're not comfortable and he was like saying if you're not comfortable it's going to show up on the images so i just need you to just really calm down and just sort of breathe and go with the flow and when I calmed down and I moved I just did this one shot and I just started acting naturally like anybody would if they're around their house and I just kind of did this move and he just went just click and he showed me said there you go and he showed me that image and I was just like is that me and he was like yeah that's you and I was just shocked I said I look I look great and he said well duh yeah you look awesome and there's very little editing in that because Tony was a big thing. I, Tony was old school about his photography. I don't Photoshop my images. He may have done like a little bit of lighting, maybe, maybe color grading. I don't even think he did that. But all of that, just that's him. That's his talent as a photographer. And the makeup was done by um, – a very nice lady by the name of Shannon Prince, who is an MUA over in Murfreesboro, who I love, and I've worked with her twice, and I'd work with her a million times. And she did my, um, she did my makeup, and she sat in during the whole shoot too. But I mean that that's my favorite. I I've got to say it's it's like if it's not my favorite, it's certainly my top five. That's yeah. the most. Beautiful. It's a beautiful image. It is. It really is. It's the most beautiful I've ever felt in my life. And it's really oh, cool. Yeah. And you get to capture it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can say it one day when I'm like really old and shriveled up <laughs> and my grandkids are surfing all I say, Yes, that's right. Mima was once hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you can prove it. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Let's go around the table and do uh social media. People want to reach you guys. How can they do it? Um on Instagram, my work page is Jennifer.copeland too. Um I don't even know what my TikTok uh, TikTok as well as Jennifer Copeland. You can search it that way. You can reach me. Pardon? You can reach me on my social media on Instagram, which is Tennessee Petite Model uh, Jennifer Hall. And um, you can also reach me through Facebook, though I would try going through Instagram the main way because I get a lot of um, I get a lot of fanfare on Facebook for some. And so I would go through the Instagram. I get less fanfare on that one. So. You know, 
learning about, you know, how to promote yourself on social media, Instagram is where it's at. It really is. Yeah. Like, for real. So mm-hmm. I had to make, I made myself a model page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at brooke.aspen underscore model. Mm-hmm. And I do have a Facebook. It's, it's Brooke Aspen. But mainly that one is my, the one I mm-hmm. promote my modeling on. Very cool. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, participating. Uh, Brooke, of course, who I uh, love to shoot with, and uh, both Jennifers, who I would very much like to shoot with. Thank you. This has Absolutely. been a great episode. Uh, you guys have been terrific, and thank you. Yes. Yeah, all. Oh. I'm happy. Yeah. And thanks you. to uh, to uh, Eric, who's allowed me to sit in and. Uh, have a very enviable position. So this has been awesome <laughs> for me. Um, thank you, everybody out there that watched. We appreciate it. You've watched Model Connection. Uh, reach out to uh, all of us. And Model Connection specifically, if you would like to be a guest on the show, we'd like to set it up. So please do. Again, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you back on another episode very soon. Thank you for tuning into the Model Connection podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media and everywhere you get your podcast. Links are in the description. Thank you and bye-bye.